Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, we are live. Joe? We are live. I, I'm a little nervous about this. This is, is kind of strange. Um, hey, in case you're scrolling through your Facebook and going, my gosh, why, what's Chris doing? Uh, we have his podcast. We still have a podcast. We're taping our podcast live. Uh, so what we want to do is just talk a little bit. Um, if you are, in, if you want to tune in, uh, you can watch us. We're going to share the link out. You can even call in and talk to us. Uh, Joe and I are here. We get together once a week with our friend Paul Yanchek to talk. We have two shows, one about the Pittsburgh Steelers. You catch on SB Nation. And then we have another show. It's it's this. It's Xander show. And, and Joe, tell it us. Is, it is a, another show. Uh, it's the Xander show because it is full of et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also other things. Right. And so uh, we started doing this show. We did some movie reviews. We did some reviews of old 80s television shows. We did some album reviews. Uh, and then we got into a period where we would just have a list of articles that we found that were weird on the internet and decided to talk about them for a while. And uh, occasionally, uh, we have a list of, you know, maybe eight, ten articles that we're trying to talk about and explore and discuss and all these things. And uh, when, then when an hour is done, we've found out that we've only really talked about one of them. So <laughs> uh, this is going to be a little bit different this time because the banter won't be three of us. It'll just be two of us. But part of the, what we're doing this week is experimenting with doing this live. And seeing if we can get some comments from people to sort of chime in and see if we can do this in a more public format where uh, it's a little more interactive for the people who are listening, who might only be four or five of you, um, and only three of you may actually speak English. And that's fine, too. But well, good luck to you if you don't speak English, but you're trying to follow our conversation. Man, what a... <laughs> what, a, what a long, detailed conversation, Joe. I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to react to that. Uh, but, see, it pretty much comes down to, we usually tape these things on Wednesday. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, we've had a week, so we decided to do this on Monday. We're experimenting with this idea. So, um, in a second, I'm going to drop a link in. You could use that link to call in. Now, we are a family-friendly show. We get goofy. We talk about silly stuff. Probably on our best stage, you probably shouldn't have your kid listen to it. But we're, we're I not think there's doing... nothing for your children right. in these conversations. It is not that it will be offensive, as there will be nothing that holds their interest. 
Right. So if you're on, please call in. It would it would tickle us whatever to have you come in. But you know, this isn't stern. So you know, don't come in and you know start practicing your Howard Stern rants. Let's let's have fun. Let's keep it. We don't clean. we don't want that here. Yeah. 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 It it should be very good. So. I, I think I'm sharing with everybody. Thanks, everyone, checking in. I am dropping our link in. Uh, you know, bear with us. Okay, so there's our link. If you click on the link, you'll get a rotation. You can talk to us. Uh, we won't bite. It'll be fun. We'll hear from people who are listening in. So uh, thanks for checking out the Etcetera Show. Man, look, let's start talking, Joe. Um, the About big time, thing, right? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, this is so awkward." Um, We're just about, trying to get started here. Don't judge us. Yes, don't judge us at all. Uh, let's hear talk about Taco Bell. Um, what is your? <laughs> we've gone to, we've we've created all of this technology in the world to be able to communicate with each other and have important, deep conversations about our lives. So, what do we choose to talk about first? Taco right. Bell. Well, like I said on our um, from our show last week, we ended up talking about a Kentucky Fried Chicken Hotel, and we said, "Hey, we only talk about the powerful things, the important things, but look, the life-changing, meaningful things." Well, there is a story out there about Taco Bell. They're trying to improve themselves. So, you know, everyone's talking about new buildings and everything. They're actually—it's kind of like a—it it looks space agey, Paul. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, but what they're doing is it's like two stories. You got four drive-through lanes. They want it to be a place to to just have fun. And I I, I don't know how best, how would you describe it, Paul or Joe? Uh, it is designed. It would appear to be more efficient for people who are doing drive-through. This is no. This design would eliminate the dining room of basically all of the Taco Bells that are going this dis with this design, which is called Taco Bell Defy, D-E-F-Y, Taco Bell Defy, which might be some type of revolution. I don't know. Uh, but it is, Taco Bell Defy uh, is increasing the number of available lanes for pickup. Now, one lane will be traditional pickup drive-through lane where you drive through and you interact with a machine or a speaker that you can order your food. The other three lanes are dedicated to people who have done online orders or with their phone. So you can, if you order it on your phone, you'll be able to go one through one of the other lanes, uh, but you can still go through the traditional drive-through lane. The kitchen is on the floor above you. And they will deliver your food via the taco elevator or something. They called it Sunday. It was a name. And now I don't remember what it was, but it was probably important. How many of these taco Vader, maybe? Is this going to be every Taco Bell in the country? Or is this just like I don't, a special Taco it Bell? It doesn't seem like initially it will. They're trying to, they're breaking ground in August and open doors the summer of uh, 2022. But it looks like it will be new Taco Bell structures will go with this design. 
Do you remember a couple of years ago when Wendy's did a big redesign? Yeah. And then over time, like, they started renovating ones, and it took probably a couple of years to get them all done. I, I have a feeling that it's supposed to be like that. Huh. I would imagine high high volume areas where it's primarily drive through right now anyway, they're probably going to be the first to do this. But you know, maybe if they're if this format works, then I, it seems to be the first response, uh, the architectural response to what seems to be like ongoing COVID restriction problems where hmm. the dining rooms have been closed anyway okay. in a lot of places. Uh, fast food restaurants have been understaffed for a long time now, um, where part of the staff's responsibility is to go out and clean the, 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 uh, the dining room area. They don't have to do that anymore with this design. So I, I think with the question marks about COVID restrictions moving forward, this is sort of the beginnings of the a response to that situation in architectural form. You know, I think, dude, they're putting lipstick on a pig. I, I mean, I'm not a... You know, this would have been a great podcast for my wife to come down and check out because she loves her talking about it. It's fine. I mean... Do what you want, like what you want. I'm not going to fight you on it. But, you know, Taco Bell makes my tummy feel grumbly, and I spend most of the night in the bathroom after I go to Taco Bell. So I'm not a big Taco Bell guy. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, ugh. I, I just don't well, – like, it looks nice. I wouldn't mind hanging out there. Maybe I'll have, like, a diet, you know, Pepsi or whatever they're serving. I mean, I could drink that fine. But I'm not eating the tacos because no matter how cool this looks, I mean, the bathroom better be big because I'm going to be hitting down the way out, you know? Well, in theory, you would, you couldn't. There's no open dining room area to go in at all. Oh, I so thought you're just hitting that, You're just hitting that tree right there that's over on the corner. Okay. You know, I, you're going to have to hit that tree because there's no bathroom for you to use. Oh, I thought you could actually eat in the second level. No, the second level is the kitchen. Uh, that's a pretty big freaking kitchen, isn't it? I don't know. Maybe. I, mean, I don't know. It seems like that's about the right size because you would have a lot more off the front of it if there was a dining room involved. But I think the idea here is they are eliminating the dining room entirely, assuming that the vast majority of their customers are only picking it up uh, I'll drive through anyway. If you're watching, comment below. Let's know what you think because I'm I'm looking at this. You're seeing the picture here on the screen. It's looking like it, I guess you can't tell the dimensions, but it looks like 20 feet long, right? I mean, it looks uh, it looks made if each of those if each of those things are the lanes are roughly six feet, right? Yeah, I think so. Twelve. Yeah. So you know, maybe a little more than twenty. I don't know how it go far it goes over on the on the right side of the picture there. I'm not sure how far that over that goes, but yeah, probably twenty five maybe feet. Well, because there's got to be access somewhere. Yeah, stairwell or something for the workers to go up there, or for them to get the food up there. When I was unless first... it's all helicopter or drone delivery. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, so the workers are, like, walking down with the food and handing it to you, right? No. They are sending it down by Taco Vader. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's all a drive through thing, so you don't interact with a person. This is touchless. The idea is this whole thing is touchless. Okay. Or they have another term, frictionless. A frictionless, frictionless experience. So it's all touchless. You don't have to hit a screen. The way the new McDonald's things have, you know, you can go and you do the, the, um, I don't know what they call it, the, the kiosk. You okay. can go do the kiosk instead of going to the person. Like that came out before COVID did. Um, so you still have to touch the thing though, which still doesn't really work. So it is designed to be touchless and contact free. Hmm. Other than you know, that whatever delivery system, the window opening it up. The the whole thing kind of reminds me of a bank. The This design of Taco Bell looks like a bank to me. And I, I, I'm not the first person to say it. Several of the articles I read were all like, this looks like a bank. Yeah, because that's the way banks look. So everybody has in mind that the delivery system is the pneumatic tube where it just shoots your tacos down at you, which would obliterate your tacos, by the way. So hopefully that's the pneumatic tube is not what we're talking about here. But <clears throat> with the increasing uh, uh, reliance on technology, the, uh, the taco vaders, the speakers to, to talk to the people who are up there, uh, I'm just looking at a whole, that's a whole list of things right there that are all going to fail at some point. You're going to build this new place. And at some point, Five years down the road, maybe it's only three. All of that stuff's going to break. And how much is that going to cost? I mean, that's got to cost a ton of money to put together, right? That, I would imagine. And I haven't seen anything where it's talking about how much these things cost. But they're talking about how during the pandemic, 66% of customers participate uh, using curbside pickup uh, instead of the dine-in services. Hmm. They're expecting that at least 66% of the people will still only use curbside, you know, um, ordering stuff on your app or whatever. So this is leaning into what they are assuming the, uh, okay. the American consumer is how the, we're changing the way that we do fast food. Yeah, and yeah. so they're trying to respond to that which if they have less square footage that they're going to pay for less for the square footage in the rental or whatever, the buying and building of the space. I, I guess it probably comes out a wash. Well, I got to tell you, I'm down with that because, you know, pandemic or no pandemic. I mean, who wants to sit inside Taco Bell for an hour enjoying your meal? I mean, you know, um, the great Jim Gaffigan had a, a great uh, comic bit about that where he's like, you know, you don't want to be caught in McDonald's. Your friend saying, hey, here you are, you're McDonald's. You know, it's a place of embarrassment unless you're, you know, taking your kid there to play in the playground. I, I mean, Joe. I don't even think they have playgrounds, do they? Uh, what McDonald's says. McDonald's does, sure. Yeah, yeah. But what I was going to say that in terms of going there and sitting down and eating, me and my oldest son. We'll do that. That's one of the things. If we go out and do something and we're out during lunch, we'll stop by Taco Bell and eat it there. But I, I'll just drive through, too. That's good. Fine. Right. But with your son, <laughs> not going to lose any sleep over not being able to eat inside, inside a Taco Bell anymore. 
Right. Well, but with your oldest son, you're eating there and getting out of it, right? I mean, you're not going to say, man, let's. We don't hang out, but we sit down and eat. Right, right. But you're not going to be like, you know, telling them all the secrets of life, you know, and saying, okay, son, sit down here for three hours and it's Taco Bell. Well, I can tell them the secrets of life in a Taco Bell because nobody else is there. Okay, but you're That's getting the heck out of it, right? You're you're not going to sit there for three hours. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're going to be like, eat that taco, kid. All fast food we restaurants go. are designed that you don't. The plastic seating, like it's designed for you to not be comfortable there. I'm a nerd, though, man. I, I mean, I used to pre-pandemic, like even during the workday since I worked from home, I take my stuff to McDonald's and I sit there and I'll be like, man, I am hanging out. So I'm sitting in the back, you know, away from people. And I'm like, man, this would be great. I do a lot of that as a as a writer. I'll go places and, and write. Um, yeah. Uh, so I go I go places and write and spend a lot of time. I've done it at a McDonald's, but definitely after a little while, you get uncomfortable. Coffee shops are a lot better for that. So we got Jonathan Sutton. Hey, Jonathan. It's so funny. We were just talking about how possibly somebody who's going to chime in is going to be an old friend from college. And then here's somebody. Uh, why eat at Taco Bell? How about Chick-fil-A? Uh, I'm going to say news is probably nukes. I'm just guessing. That's a nukes? I don't, you don't even have that up there, do you? He's yeah, in, yeah. He's in uh, Nashville, so it's a southern place. Yeah, what is nukes? Nukes is, uh, I don't know. It's not far off from Panera. So Panera is okay. the last one. Nukes and Panera are kind of similar. We have more nukes down in our area than we have oh, Paneras. Okay. But it's basically the same. Okay. The same kind of idea. Uh, why eat at Taco Bell? Okay, so Chick-fil-A, nukes and Panera for sure. Uh, I could get like three times of the amount of food at Taco Bell that I could get at nukes or Panera. That's why. Yeah, nukes. Yeah, he, he chimed in. No, absolutely. I didn't say that their food wasn't good. I'd you'd rather go to those places. I've, I've gone to them more often now than I used to. But, uh, yeah, definitely the the whole appeal of a Taco Bell is speed and uh, cost. So I'm not sure that upgrading Taco Bell to look like it's something out of Skynet uh, it's something that's really makes Taco Bell more appealing to me. That's not what I want out of Taco Bell. Definitely. And hey, thanks for checking in, Jonathan. Hey, I've got the link there. Uh, hey, if you want to call in and you know, chat with us for a little bit, uh, click on that link and we'll get you on the air. It should be good. So I'll leave it up for a second. Um, yeah, Jonathan says Southern Regional from Old Miss. So yeah, that's where it started. Huh. I forget the guy's name. His last name is Newcomb. Okay. I started it in uh in Oxford, Mississippi, out of Ole Miss. I I was thinking nukes. I don't know. My I'm a history guy, so my mind started going to uh, are we honoring the you know the nuclear standoff or something? It's a lot of like US no. Russian history or something, but it's it's not that, no. right? It's not that nukes. at all. Okay, N-E-W-K-S. But pretty much all huh. fast food restaurants do nuke your food, though. Okay. So they might as well be all be called nukes because they yeah. nuke all nuke your food. So would I like a nukes? But that is, you would. Do you like Panera? Yeah. Yeah, I you like would like Panera. It. Sandwiches and soup and pizzas, which are pretty good. 
I, I find Panera. I think I like Nuke's pizzas better than I like uh, uh, Panera's pizzas. I, I don't I like Panera's flatbread. It's not as good. I find Panera expensive. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm I'm a cheap, you know what, and it's just rough. But man, oh no, absolutely. Again, that's why we're talking about Taco Bell, and we're not talking about Panera. Well, <laughs> no, absolutely. Do you know? I mean, if, no, good. Do you know of any better taco place? And again, if you're listening in, uh, let, let us know. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say. Well, if you're talking about people out there, yeah. If you know of places, especially chains, yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, I would just as soon go to uh, a Mexican restaurant. You know, that's you know. What? But I want that more of an authentic place. and uh, individual store rather than a chain. If you want really, if you want better Mexican food, you go to. Right, but like here in Ohio, we've got uh, Fazoli's, you know, for Italian, and it's, um, you know, it's not the greatest Italian food of all time, but it's not the worst, and it's okay. I mean, Jonathan's online; he's saying his experience wasn't a good one. And I agree with Jonathan. Man, you know, talk about sucks. You know, you're gonna get sick. <laughs> we're 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 pulling our any chances of a a um. What do you call it? A sponsorship deal to talk about here, but yeah, talk about. Yeah, we've already lost it by having this conversation. Yes. We have lost that sponsorship deal. Yeah, it's not Gone. exquisite uh, fast food. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's on the south, but um, in Mansfield, by our north of where I live here in Columbus, uh, there's a Taco John's, which I tried. It wasn't the best thing I ate, but it, it put on uh, Taco Bell to shame. It was pretty good. Have you seen a Taco John's? I have no idea where that's from. I, I have not. That's okay. not a place I'm familiar with. I'd try it if, if I were, they were anywhere near me. I'd give it a shot. It looks uh, like... It, I have a question for you. Yes. Um, and please. so we're talking about Taco Bell. We mentioned McDonald's before and you know several of the other long-standing chains. Is it just me or have the food in these chains gotten worse over the years? Yes. Was McDonald's hamburgers always as bad as they are now? I, hmm, good question. Has Taco Bell gotten worse since the 80s? I, I think Taco Bell's always sucked, to be honest. Now, I, so? I bet you when they first came up with Taco Bell, you know, there was probably, it was well thought out. Probably the first Taco Bell they ate was great. And everyone's but but whenever you mass produce something, you lose a little bit of the quality. And I think you've got that problem at all restaurants, Taco Bell, McDonald's. I, I was watching. Um, uh, there's a couple of McDonald's documentaries out there, but I watched one where they're talking about how the first McDonald's food was like exquisite. It was like, it was more good, but when you kind of expand that deal all around the country, you're just not going to have that same quality, you know. And I'll be honest with you. You get what you pay for. I'm, I don't mean to rip any fast food workers out there, but if you're getting paid, it's not their fault. Well, but what I'm saying, <laughs> not the chef. yeah, but if you're getting paid seven, eight, nine bucks an hour, it's not that you don't want to put your best foot forward, but probably the better workers are saying, okay, I, I can get a job here. I'm making twelve bucks an hour, thirteen bucks an hour. You know, you're you're not getting the best workers. I mean, think about the pandemic. You know, right now we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, if you're working downtown Columbus or downtown uh, Jackson, Mississippi, where you're at, Joe, mm -hmm. are you getting the best worker to work at downtown McDonald's at 10 p.m. on a 
Wednesday night during a pandemic. And again, I'm not making fun of anybody who does that. I mean, sometimes you need that check and there's some good workers out there. But at the same time, there's, you know, you get bad experiences. That's why Jonathan's on here talking about his bad experience to Taco Bell. And we say the same thing. I mean, I think there's a certain level where, you know, you may have a little bit of a point where, you know, the individual experience at a different Taco Bell, you know, I don't think there's not much room for individual improvement. It's not like somebody at an individual Taco Bell at this location is really capable of providing a level of cuisine that's going to be noticeably better than any of the other ones. I think you're pretty much locked into no matter where, what you're going to do. That's sort of the corporate mentality that anywhere in the world you go, you're going to get XYZ experience. That's why all of the Americans who show up in Europe still eat at McDonald's, like, because on some level they're wanting that taste of home because everything else is such a culture shock. But anyway, um, so I can't really blame any individual person on a bad Taco Bell experience, but I do think that uh, the corporate, you know, entities, I think it's difficult to raise the culinary experience for anybody once it's mass produced in that way. But I'm just wondering about over time, I, I, my sense is that recipes have changed. Either they've changed quality of meats or, uh, the way that they piece things together in order to mass produce it to all of the places that they have uh, is the overall quality of that food just lower because of how they do it now. It seems like that way to me. Like I remember the food being better at a Taco Bell when I was younger, but I may be wrong. I, to me, the restaurant that sticks out to me is Wendy's. I thought Wendy's is better than it was now, and I kind of bought in more. And you, you think know, it used to be better than yeah. it is now? Okay, and, and I'll be honest with you too. And you know, Dave Thomas, the founder, is no longer with us. But I look at a guy like Dave Thomas, and you know, you got this better feeling when you went into Wendy's. The sandwiches were better. The hamburgers were better. Um, you just, I, you know, Dave. You know, they had the adoption group, which you still have the adoption group, but you're like, hey, they believe in adopting kids and everything. I've had, which is very weird, at a Columbus Wendy's, and Columbus is headquartered here. I mean, Wendy's is headquartered in the Columbus area. Mm -hmm. I, there is some crap Wendy's lately. I mean, Wendy's I've called to complain about, where uh, we get our orders wrong and everything else, and, and you call and they're like, ah, well, you know, it happens. You know, I, I, I don't know. It, it's very tough. Uh, we may have a co-host here, uh, Jonathan. You, get, <laughs> you, you gotta call in. Click if this you got link. The time when you can. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jonathan's saying that you know he once stopped at Group X in Kentucky for track. Rule all the workers in the stores were texting each other, making the customers angry. It was a surreal experience. He wanted a burger after being a track meet for twelve hours. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree. That's you know, that's the problem. We're, and, and, you know, I, I don't want to make this into this big, um, you know, political thing because, uh, believe me, we're trying to get from that. I mean, geez, it's been a very sad couple of days when you think about what happened to Haiti and what's currently happening in Afghanistan. Let's turn our minds off and have fun here. But, you know, we're, we're, 
we don't have workers coming. I, it's hard. I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Some people just don't want to, uh, you know, are saying, hey, I don't need to work right now. I don't want to risk this, you know. My family's important and everything else. You know, it, it's tough, you know. And how it, dare they really? Because we really want very quick tacos. And that's right. of greater national importance than any individual person's health. I'm but, being facetious, by the way. But, no, I know you true. know this, but it's I want to say it out loud. But we want this stuff. We want it quick, and we want it now and everything. And, you know, I, I say this to my wife a million times. You get what you pay for. And I, I'm seeing this a lot in terms of, you know, if you're like, okay, we're, we're tight this summer. We don't have tons of extra money, so we're not spending tons of money when we go out to eat. So, so we're getting little Caesars, and my, you know, we, my wife's like, "Yeah, this is the best pizza." I'm like, "Well, we're paying five bucks for the pizza. What do you expect?" You know what I mean? You, you get sometimes the quality is very proportional to how much you spend on your food. Um, you said in the past, almost too. always directly yes. proportional to what you're spending right. on the food. Yeah, yeah. So when you're spending a little bit of money on Taco Bell, and you wonder why you're getting screwed, that yeah, that's what's going on. So. So Very do you good. think that uh, a place like this, four lanes of, of driving through, nobody distracting people at an inside dining room, do you think this overall increases the speed at which you will get your fast food? I, I don't think so. Where I see this at, and sorry if any of you guys out there love the Chick-fil-A. My wife is a Chick-fil-A worker. She still is looking me cross-eyed after I was kind of ripping Chick-fil-A last week when she actually made an appearance. And Joe, my wife appearing on podcasts was very unusual, Joe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I was looking at heaven going, maybe God's coming back now. I don't know what's happening here. It was One a of very, the seals has opened. Yes, it was a very right. surreal moment. But, you know, I, I'm not big into the Chick-fil-A. I think the price is a little bit too expensive. But I will say for Chick-fil-A, they ran people through the drive-thru. They give good service to get a lot of people for the drive-through, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know how four lanes is going to help matters. And I'll be honest with you, unless you're right by a college town, how many Taco Bells going to have? Like, are you going to be driving by one of these places and saying, "Dang, it's filled up"? There's like four lines chock full of people. Not that many people go to Taco Bell, do they? I don't know. I don't, yeah. yeah I mean, but three of the lanes are dedicated. They're assuming that the consumer moving forward is going to continue to order things on an app or pre-order it and then just be able to drive through and pick it up and bring it home or that it'll be Grubhub or one of those other services, Uber Eats, whatever it's going to be, is going to pick it up and deliver it. So this is increasing the speed on things like that. Can you imagine? We're picking up orders. Joe, what's got to be going in your life if you're getting Grubhub at a Taco Bell? But you know, you spend like twice as much for that. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't, mean, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't. I don't understand it either. Personally, myself, I have. I have only used Grubhub to deliver food like once, mm. and I kind of regretted it. Because the food did not get there any faster than if I'd have picked it up. So every other time, I'll order stuff online and I will pick it up myself. It's like I'm not paying extra for a delivery guy. Um, 
I do the same with thing with my pizzas. I still use one of the major chains that I pick up pizzas from, but I just pick it up myself because it saves the delivery fee or the, the, the tip that I have to give. Um, so I, because I'm cheap in that way. Uh, but I, yeah, but the younger generation, and I would say even possibly some of the other places around the country uh, that are more locked down than where I am, the idea of contactless delivery and increasing speed of pickup and that kind of stuff is going to be more attractive to people who are in those areas and people of over younger generation than me. All right. Well, let's know what you think. And let's kind of reset this conversation a little bit. Um, this is the Xander Show. Me and Joe, you know, you, you know us. Uh, <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> you know us. You really do. Uh, but no, you know, you, you, know. you know us from like college or, or work or wherever you know us from. Uh, we do this podcast with Paul on Wednesday nights. Uh, we're going to go back to Wednesday nights. It just was a weird week where tons of personal stuff was happening. We had to tape on Monday. But uh, we're experimenting with a live version of our podcast. You'll, you'll be able to still listen to this podcast regular place, everywhere you normally listen to the podcast, but we're experimenting with a live uh, version of this. Uh, tonight we're talking about Taco Bell. Um, I got to bring up this conversation. It was funny. Uh, we actually got a comment from last week's show that just came in. Uh, the great Bob Garver. Um, Joe, you don't know Bob, but uh, Bob is a co-host of one of our movie podcasts, and he was commenting last week we were talking about the Kentucky Fried Chicken Hotel Suite, and the basic question was, would you stay overnight there? Uh, Bob, kind of unusual response, says, only if I could order a burger from room service. And I Bob, don't think, I really yeah. don't think you can. Yeah, because it's a Kentucky Fried Chicken. We, they don't have burgers there. Uh, but yeah, It said a free chicken button. There was not anything about any other thing. Okay. Well, well, Bob is a big fan of the burger, it sounds like. So, I don't know. If you wait long enough, there may be another hotel, a pop-up hotel that is uh, burger-themed. They did a Taco Bell one. I don't think it looked like this. It's not the Taco Bell Defy. Um, But they did a Taco Bell one, and then they did a KFC one now. Got to hold out for the Whataburger one or In-N-Out or something. Thanks for checking out um, you know, our shows, Bob. Uh, let's give him a plug. Um, Bob talks with Craig every week. Uh, Bob's actually a national uh, movie columnist. Uh, his columns appear in various papers across the country. Um, I think Bob's recent one, I think we just put it out today, is from the movie Suicide Squad. So check out Bob and Craig's thoughts on Suicide Squad. I guess it's a new movie out there. Yeah, I just watched that over the weekend. Oh, are you checking out the? Or are you doing it on HBO Max? Or are you going to the theater? I did HBO Max. Okay. I, I need to check out HBO Max. I, I was looking at. We were looking at our budget, and my my gosh! I mean, when right. this whole streaming thing first started, you're like, oh wow, we're going to save money on streaming. I, I was looking at my wife going, yeah, we're spending about fifty bucks a month on streaming. Uh, are we really well, saving that's money? And the no. craziest thing about the whole streaming thing is everybody went to streaming so they could cut the cord for cable. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, but now you pay for so many streaming services, you're paying as much as you would for cable, and all of the streaming services are going back to airing their episodes only one a week. So. 
we're we made this whole switch over to go back to normal schedule television. Well, which to be honest, if you is smart, because I mean, if if we're dropping all the new episodes of some hot new show coming out, why would you subscribe for a while? You would just sit there and say, "All right, I'm gonna watch." the next 10, you know, Handmaid's Tales or whatever you're in it to watch, and I'm out, you know? If you spread it out, they'll get your money for a couple months. It sucks, but that's how it works, right? I mean, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just frustrated. I, uh, Me and a buddy have a uh, Hulu live TV, so we can check our ESPNs, all every good stuff there. And then uh, my wife and I are fans of the YouTube Premium. Man, you can watch so much stuff on YouTube Premium. It's fun. But, man, after those two, it's 50 bucks, and that's before anything else. Yeah. yeah. How, how frustrating is I think that? our HBO Max came as a part of a bundle with our the cable that we have yet to, to cut. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So we have it for a short time, and we also have a, 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 a Apple Plus subscription that's only a, a, a trial because I bought a new computer. All right. Let's do this, uh, Joe. We got a little time left. Um, you know, we're talking live to people. I, I know we promote this podcast on our social media, but you're probably like, hey, I don't have time to click on it. Well, it's here on our Facebook. You're, you're watching us live on video. Hi, as you're scrolling by on your Facebook. How, how weird is that? Joe, how weird is it if, like, somebody out there has known us in the past it, it, they might have their volume up on their phone, and you, you're hearing us talk as they scroll by us. How, how weird is that? Is it weird? I don't know. That's how I got into podcasting with you and Paul in the first place. It was something yeah. very similar. I think you guys did a live show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in November, and I did the thing that uh, Jonathan did here where you started chiming in and all of a sudden you find yourself as a regular part of a podcast. and <laughs> Your nights are gone. You're like, man, what yeah. did I do? Seven, like eight or nine months later, you're like, yes. oh, my God. <laughs> still on these podcasts. I was just a guest. <laughs> it's like a horrifying addiction. Uh, right? No, no, but it's fun. Well, And speaking of the live stuff, um. One of the reasons why experimenting with this is uh, we've got a new gig. Man, we've got so many gigs now, Joe. Uh, Paul. <laughs> Joe, I, I, I'm getting everybody mixed up. It, it's late tonight. And we're taping Monday. It's very strange. But, Joe, mm -hmm. um, yeah, let's promote our other podcast we got. The Behind the, the, the Steelcurtain.com. Yes. The Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour. We started out our time together tonight taping that. Uh, again, we're without Paul Yanchek. Took the week off. Uh, should be back next week. But we taped that like this one with Paul. And uh, this week we were talking about our favorite Steelers of all time. And we know people who are schooling by us now are probably like, oh, geez, I'm not a Steelers fan. But check it out. It's kind of our claim to fame right now. We want you to download it. Every device in your house where you can download a podcast. If it's your refrigerator, your tablet, your phone, your TV, whatever, download this podcast. We want our download numbers to be up. We're having fun doing it. We're trying to be you know, someone when we do it, too. That'd be great. I know that it's self-defeating, but I'm going to tell you, if you can download us on your on your refrigerator, please don't. don't do not smart. put us on the refrigerator. Put it do all the other devices, but the refrigerator just humiliates me. I don't want to be on your refrigerator. 
Don't they look smart in refrigerators now? Can they do that? Yeah. Wow. And it's horrible. Why? Why is it horrible? <laughs> I don't. Why do you want a television screen on your on your refrigerator? It's just another thing that's going to break. I can't even keep my ice maker working properly. Okay. Well, if you're watching TV, you gotta get up and go to. I mean, what if it's a big game? What if you know you're I gotta put to it on something. the fridge. Oh, man, you're gonna miss the game. You don't want to go during the during the breaks, man. I know, but sometimes Ugh. that hunger hits you, or you need a drink. You need that drink right now. You can't wait. You a need little. it. Need huh. it right now. Then you just turn up the television really loud, like everybody. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Or you have a child so that you can send the child to get you that drink. Very you got to plan ahead, man. Yes, you definitely do. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, Joe. Um, it's not a short-term solution. It's a long-term thing. My mom came to visit us um, last week, and... Uh, you know, my mom's not into the social media or these podcasts. I mean, she I'm likes shocked. She likes listening to me talk, but she's like, "How do I access that?" Like, we had YouTube on TV. What are you doing? How do you pull these things up? You know. Yeah. Um, and I was going through my YouTube. I have old versions of the show, and it it was a trip down memory lane. And my mom was getting more and more confused <laughs> by. Who are you talking to? What's you, what's happening? What is this? Oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think back even in the short time that we've done this etc. show, which sprouted up off of our original Sealer show. I mean, you think about this. Uh, you know, we had the great John Schlitt from Petra, uh, kind mm -hmm. of our Christian rock band growing up, and I, I'll tell you, search for it and check it out. It, it was good. I I really thought John was honest. And about some of the stuff he was going through. I mean, uh, John used to be in the rock band Headies, which was a um, semi-popular band back at that time. And, you know, John was looking for hope. He was looking for answers. He almost died. I mean, he almost killed himself. Let's be honest here. And, you know, he found God, which is great. And, you know, he decided to join Petra. Well, you know, at that time, you know, oh, you better not listen to anything, you know, secular music or you're in trouble. So, you know, he felt like he really had to step away from Head East, not just as a, from a witness, but even talking to those guys. And I know, Joe, maybe it was just me, but there, there was a lot of, um, I, I think he felt bad. And in recent times, he, he's getting to sing with Head East and he felt better about that. But it, it was just really interesting hearing him talk about that experience and even some of the people who didn't like Christian rock music that said, oh, you shouldn't listen to it and everything. Um, yeah, so I, I, I enjoyed that time talking to John. It was fun. What, what was your, you're giving me a thumbs up. <laughs> what, was your, what was your favorite part of that? Of, of what? Uh, John Schlitt. I mean, you say anything that kind of got to you or he was a Tennessee Titans fan, which I guess that was oh, a yeah, thing I, mean, I was, wasn't. Yeah, uh, wasn't super thrilled about. And, and no, then, just the just the uh, the perspective of somebody who's you know dedicated so much time to doing to doing that work, you know, still uh, this many years on, still kind of taken aback at 
how it seems to have affected people. And so regularly having people come up to him and say, Hey, you know, you listen to this stuff back in the day when I was younger. Um, it meant a lot to me. Uh, Paul shared a little bit of his experience with the Petra music that affected his life. And you shared some stories as well. And that, that stuff still kind of affected him. And it just reminded me that for so many of us, you know, we can feel like the work that we're doing, the, the our jobs, or even just the way that we go about working in society, just not ever feel the the magnitude of the effect that we can have, and that it would still affect somebody that, too, from the you know an outsider's perspective, it would seem obvious that he's had such an impact on other people, but that he still you know feels that uh, that weight that um that yeah that other people were really really affected by his, his music and it wasn't just energy th thrown out to the wind you know like, well, and, and you wouldn't think that somebody like that would have that feeling well in the garbage is out there where you know john you know john has a salvation experience and he's like hey i feel led to share this message in rock music and the number of Christians who say, Oh, that music's bad. You can't listen to it. And what was that day? I mean, we're talking about right. What the, well, the, the early eighties at that point when he jumped into just, the late seventies, but just think of it, that did affect him because you look at bands. Now they're very popular, like Switchfoot and Skillet and other bands like that, which almost have a positive rock message where, you know, we believe that the people in those bands are believers, but just think you couldn't, Petra could not put out a Switchfoot-like album lyrically when Petra was really popular. It just, it, we're in a different world right now. I mean, remember Amy Grant, the Heart and Motion album, where she sang love songs, and, you know, some people wanted to paint her as Madonna. Oh, she's doing horrible things. <clears throat> she's singing about love. <laughs> it's like, come on here, you know? It, it, it was just a really weird time. So, either way, I will I just wrap up the show, just kind of reminiscing about some of the interviews we've done. Um, <clears throat> Whitney Moore, now that was an interesting one. Um, uh, Paul, which a uh, man of the cloth, was uh, coming on our show saying, You've got to check out Birdemic. And, you know, we have all the respect and for Paul, great guy. Uh, Paul could sit there and <clears throat> tell us to watch anything. And we're like, Okay, yeah, we'll check it out, man. Paul, this is great. Birdemic was one of the strangest movies I've ever seen in my entire life for a variety of reasons. Check it out. Joe, we'll be here until three in the morning trying to get people to understand what Birdemic was. There was a lot of uh, question marks and everything else. And we were lucky enough to get Whitney Moore, one of the stars of Birdemic. The, she played the female lead. And, man, Whitney told us all kinds of interesting stories. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true, but it's a lot of good memories, Jonathan, if you're still listening. Uh, Jonathan and I went to grad school together as well as undergrad and worked on a lot of student films uh, back in those days. And uh, the, a lot of the experiences that Whitney was talking about was very, very reminiscent of some of the, the, uh, the, the student short film experiences that Jonathan and I both have. Uh, from back in those days. So it was really interesting, even though it was different stories, it was very much a trip down memory lane as I remembered being in a similar situation as a student filmmaker. Well, it was interesting to see how Whitney uh, developed her life. Um, I, I got to tell you, um, you, you know, we all 
partake of different things. And, you know, we all make different choices and everything else. Um, Hollywood's a strange place, you know, and um, I respect what Winnie's done to navigate her way for Hollywood because Birdemic was a strange movie for the, us to watch. Um, listen back to the interview. Birdemic was a very strange movie to participate in, in working with directors and everything else. And, you know, bravo to Whitney for coming out on the other side and continuing to make art. I, I guess that's a, a good but we've, way. We've had a lot of great conversations with different people from uh, the uh, press secretary for uh, Ohio oh, Governor yes. Mike DeWine. We've had too. conversations <laughs> with people from uh, different uh, newspaper publications on different uh, topics from um, talking to people about the Cleveland Browns to uh, <laughs> uh, just various other issues and then spending a lot of time talking about articles like this Taco Bell Defy thing or the KFC pop-up hotel. And the other one that comes to mind is the great Jeff Timmons from 98 Degrees. I, as a guy, I'm not a big boy band fan, but um, Jeff I've known uh, casually over the years. and It was great to connect with him. Uh, Jeff is in <laughs> what was it? The Mail Review in Las Vegas. But he's a host. Said, he, I'm he's a host. The host of a Mail Review. He's not. I, I'm right. One Secrets, of the performers. You know? He's a host of a program. He, he's very, yeah. He's very quick to say I'm the Ryan Seacrest of it, but uh, Jeff yeah. is a lot of fun. So it's been and hey, everything on our network is fun to listen to. Um, this is just a weird place we find ourselves with the Etc. Podcast and. Joe, I don't know about you, but I love doing this because you never know what might happen. We're trying to I, – I wanted to get a guest this week, but it, it was just a very strange week. Um, I had a family obligation this week to kind of mess up all my schedules. And, you know, Joe's got stuff going on. Paul's got stuff going on. And I'm very fortunate to get everyone, at least the two of us, together here on a Monday. But, yeah, check us out. We're, we're going to be on Wednesdays. I, I think we should make this the second podcast we do from now on, Joe. We got your Steelers podcast out of the way first, so you yeah, can probably. And the primary reason is that's a half hour show, and it's a really tight schedule, so there's yes. not a whole lot of interaction or or going off on rabbit trails that we can really do on that show. So starting this week, we're I mean, exciting show, same as it always was. You never know what to expect, but we're going to try and get live interaction. Uh, not a ton of live action, which I kind of expected, um, just considering the fact that, hey, you know, we're on a different time, you know, Joe. I mean, if The Office came on on Saturday night on NBC, you probably wouldn't catch it. You're not used to it being on a different night. So, we're is that why, or is it because we've never done this live before? <laughs> and yeah, nobody would have, expect us to do yeah, it. So. We used to do it live more. I'll be honest with you. I want to get your numbers up. If you're watching us live here on YouTube, if it's live or even if you catch us tomorrow or something, subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, we're going to try and get a little bit more content out here for you. If you haven't liked us on Facebook uh, or Twitter, uh, give us a like. It just helps us open this up to more people. Um, share us with your friends. Um, you know, let's do some ads before we close. Um there is a lot of um, ways you can connect to the show. Uh, Chase Bank. Uh, Joe, I don't know where you bank, but Chase Bank's worked for, great for me. 
Um, my banking used to be me getting the car for an hour and driving, bring a bunch of papers. It was a pain in the butt. But Chase Bank, lots of Chase Banks around. Are there Chase Banks in, in Jackson, Mississippi? What's that? Are there Chase Banks in Jackson, Mississippi? You know, I'm not 100% sure. You've been reading that ad for a while, and I don't yeah. I don't bank at Chase, and so I, I don't generally pay too close attention to the banks well, as I'm going there, around. So I'm not sure if they are here or not. I may have to check that out. I can't speak for Jackson, Mississippi, but there's a lot of Chase Banks around for you to check out. And so if there's a Chase Bank close to you, check it out. Click our link. Now, I was going to try and provide the link here, uh, but we'll do that next week. But if you click the link, it's on the podcast. We're listening to the podcast uh, for Chase Bank. If you click on it, set up an account, attach a direct deposit, you're going to get paid 225 bucks, And you're going to help me and Joe out, too. So it's a win-win situation for everybody. Also, Ashley Homestore. Oh, Joe, my wife is like, you have advertisers. And I was trying to explain to her what affiliate advertisers meant. I, she was looking at me like I was doing something behind her back. So we had a little bit of an argument about that. We also had a little argument saying, I never tell you to miss football games for the go furniture shopping. And I'm like, well, there's guys that do. I, I bet you're out there and you might be saying, yeah, I had to miss something for furniture shopping. Well, again, go to our website, click the link for Ashley Home Store. It, they're going to give you a coupon right away. You're going to save money. And do your shopping freaking online. It's going to save you time. It's going to save you money. If you're sitting there going, dang, this couch is good, you probably don't have the dimensions of your living room handy, right? So if you're sitting at home, all you got to do is get up, get out the tape measure. You know, you measure one side of the room. You know if that couch fits or not. I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. Why would you go to the store to do your shopping? So check out Ashley Home Store. They have got a great delivery policy. They'll deliver it to your house. Saves you time, saves you money. It, it, Joe, it's a no-brainer. It is. All right. Well, well, Joe, we're going to end up at exactly one hour. So we've got seven minutes left. Joe, what else is on your mind tonight? <laughs> we're just making an hour no matter what. Yes, we're going to make an hour no matter what. Oh, man. I don't it, have anything else on my mind. Honestly, we went through the whole Steelers uh, podcast, and now we've done 52 minutes here. On a on on a Taco Bell defy, and uh, I'm just I'm running out of stuff, man. It's starting well, to get late here. Okay, well, what can you promote? What's happening in your life? What's going on? <laughs> what can I promote? Yeah. Oh man, how do I promote things? I don't know. Uh, well, where see. can we find you, Joe? Where can we find me? Yeah. Uh, well, for my uh, the 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 uh, Steelers podcast and this podcast here, I'm on Twitter at talk, talk, Joe, Joe. Um, okay. That's the best place to, to find me there. You can also find me on Twitter at Joe frost, Joseph D. Most of that content is going to be um, theater related. Uh, that's where I'm doing a lot of stuff where I'm writing plays and I'm creating some device theater with my company, the floodlight theater company. Uh, you can find floodlight theater company on YouTube and watch some of our short videos that we've made uh, trying to make short physical theater videos rather than just like a live shot of a performance because those tend to be really boring to watch. Uh, we're actually about to work on uh, a project and hopefully we'll be putting it out in the next week or so on the book of Daniel, um, sort of creating a physical theater performance out of the book of Daniel. Uh, 
Some of the other stuff I work on is uh, I work with a local professional wrestling uh, company called Battle Zone Championship Wrestling. I do uh, <laughs> I do commentary on some of the videos for their uh, that they put up on YouTube, so you can check us out there. And me and my friend Corey doing a lot of uh, commentary for those types of things. I try to keep myself busy. Idle hands, man. Yeah, and if you haven't really connected to awesome. Well, if you haven't connected with me, Chris Pew three. Um, if you want to read my work stuff, um, I share a lot of the same stuff on both sides. But if you're interested in stuff about going around, around Ohio, Chris Pew edits is my work account. Um, Chris Pew edits dot uh, is a website where you can find a lot of these. Um, you know, podcasts. I do a contest blog. Joe, you got to check out the contest blog each day. I was just looking through that today, trying to decide whether or not I do the contest about the uh, Norwegian cruise. Yeah. Well, we've that got, looked dope. Yeah, we've got about 25 contests on there. And look, I'll pull back the curtain. If you sign for the contest, I get extra entries. So help yourself out and me out. Sign for all the contests. I bring it up. I'm embarrassed about it sometimes, and people are like, "Oh, I check out your contest thing. I sign for contests. That's what it's made for. I want you to win. I want to win some stuff too. It's very cool. And we also have, um, as Joe and I have said throughout the podcast, we have a Pittsburgh Steelers podcast on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and I share links from the site on a Pittsburgh Steelers daily update, you know, thing where you can click on some links about what's happening in Pittsburgh Steelers land. Joe, we taped our fourth podcast on that network today. I'm feeling like it's second like A month worth of content. This is just yes. flown by. And eventually there'll be an actual season where we can respond to things that are actually happening in professional football games. Yeah, our, our podcast airs on Saturday, and uh, they want us to have it in by Thursday, I believe. And look, we got one night to do this. So, you know, we're, we're putting something together tonight. We're saying it out. Because of that, it's hard to comment on the games because these preseason games are Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. But, you know, hey, in a week or two, we'll be able to come out Saturday. We can talk about the upcoming game. I can't wait mm -hmm. for that. Yep. Joe, also, I'm there's a lot of different podcasts on that network, so you check them all yeah. out. But there's a lot of different content from people who break down video footage and really get into the nuts and bolts and nitty-gritty of things. A lot of people come making comments on the – the general things about the season. So our Steelers power half hour, we do a top five ranking of something. Uh, so it'll be periodically throughout the season. Sometimes it'll be stuff that's really, really relevant, relevant to the upcoming game. Uh, we'll do some content that's a little bit sillier, a little bit goofier. We're kind of a change of pace podcast right now for the behind the steel curtain network. Yeah. And you're like, geez, you get in a ton of promos. We're trying to connect with people. And look, a great year from old college friend Jonathan Sutton. Again, connect with us just to connect with us. We'd love to hear from people of our past, either mutual friends or work people. or again, Maybe you could friends. be somebody from our future. Yes, our future as well. Right? And we got, we got to give credit to the great Jonathan Sutton, who was our uh, fan of the night. Maybe we should give an award for that each week, you know. Yay, Jonathan, who... Is it an actual award, or are we just going to put it on the bottom of the screen or something? Like, Yay, Yay well, Jonathan. We'll take, we'll take sponsors. If you want to sponsor a fan of the week, 
email me, tweet me, do a, do whatever you want for me. So it'll be great. Yeah, especially All if right. you're a sponsor, we'll just we'll talk for a long time about whatever it is that you put out there. <laughs> All right. So later this week, um, hey, we are taping podcasts at weird times. Um, we'll probably make this live late Wednesday night, and I'm talking after 10 p.m. Uh, Craig and I'll get together. We'll put some podcasts out there. Uh, if you're up to listen live, Joe, maybe you can call into that one. That'll be great. You'll be our, our caller. If you, if you, well, no, you got, well, if you got time, go for it. And then Thursday, um, me and Laura Kessel will get together and talk about Frazier. But Joe cannot wait for next week. We're all, all going to do this on Wednesday. This is just a weird week. We're getting through it, and it'll be good. So very good. Hey, one other question for you, Joe. Have you ever listened to Mike Mains in the Branches? I don't know what that is. Uh, rock band kind of, kind of sounds a little bit like, like Switchfoot. Okay. Um, my buddy John Reed and I are getting together this weekend. We really wanted to go to a concert. Nice. Pl- please vaccinate and mask up so I can go to this concert because the, the rate we're the rate we're heading, it, it might we may not have a concert on Friday. Um, right. So please yeah. let's get to Friday. I want to at least go one concert before we all are all quarantined till the end of time. Uh, yeah, we've got sure. we've got stuff down here that's starting to get canceled. So, yep, and a lot of it has to do with have, having events in public, uh, like uh, school buildings and that kind of stuff. And just all of a sudden, they're like, "Nope, all that extra stuff. No, we got to keep this place safe for the kids." Well, I, let me check out the concert on Friday. So, calm down. Go to wear, it. wear a wear mask. mask. Wear several. Up. Wear this mask, yes. and then like a Spider Man, and then like a Deadpool, and then like one of the, you know, Buckeye, big helmet things. <laughs> Very good. Go well, as a costume character. Well, for Joe, this is Chris. Thanks for checking out Etc. Podcast. We'll be back in next Wednesday with some more goofiness. We got we have to have Paul back to provide some goofy. I think we. Right. We, we missed that too. Just one more person to like add to the chaos here. Fantastic. And also sometimes he just likes to argue with us and, and yeah. say things that aren't or definitely aren't true just to spice things up. Thanks for checking out show, everybody. Have a great night. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.